0: Hi, my name is Dan, and in this world, I'm a lot of things. A father, a son, a brother, a talk radio host. But one thing that I'm definitely not is a Star Trek fan. However, my brother Joey... That's me. He is a Star Trek fan. But only the original series.
1: Live long and prosper.
0: He believes that if I sat down and watched the original series, that maybe, just maybe, I could become a fan too.
1: There's such great writing. How could you not?
0: So, for the next 79 episodes of this podcast, that's what I'll be doing watching every episode of the original series and coming here to discuss it after each one. So, join me each week as I go through all 79 original Star Trek episodes. This is a tempting trek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Attempting Trek. My name is Dan. I am the one attempting Trek. I am attempting to become a Star Trek fan by watching all of the original series, and I am aided by, of course, as always, super fan Joey. He's with me today. Joey, are you excited about this episode that we're going to be getting into?
1: Sure thing. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about with this one, so I'm ready to dive right in.
0: Okay, now... Before we before we start this, let's remember that I am on a very strict and unwavering 100,000 point goal. After every episode, I award it a number of points, and if at some point I hit 100,000, I will acknowledge being a Star Trek fan. And right now, do you know where the point total is?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be episode number seven, and... Um... Yeah. I'm not sure if this if it's trackable by by uh, percentages or not. Sure, but your total is 145.
0: 145 on the goal yes. of 100,000. It doesn't feel like we're making a lot of progress. I gotta tell no. you, not no. not I, a lot of headway has been made thus far. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, at least, however, we are yeah. trending in the right direction.
0: Well, that's true. You're right. There hasn't been any negative points because I right. and while I I hadn't even thought of that being possible. It certainly could be. It certainly well, could be There could be a really bad episode that happens Where it's, alright, that's it We're taking 20 off Was Wait a
1: minute, you're saying you hadn't thought about it till I just said it?
0: Yeah, it, had, well, it hadn't occurred to me that I would come across an episode That would make me feel that way Well, now I just screwed up then, didn't I? You, you may have just screwed up <laughs> And you may have just screwed up for this one Just so you know, Eric. it's entirely possible What's the name of this episode that we're, we're going over?
1: What are little girls made of? Ah, Sugar and spice? Everything nice? No. like that. Maybe maybe not everything is
0: nice. Oh, of course, of course, nothing is ever nice. That, that's no. the one. That is, if you want to talk about one thing, I figured out is that nothing is ever nice. All right, now is there anything that we need to do before we start getting into everything that happened on this particular episode?
1: Um. Well, I want to tell you a little bit of, of history. Okay, um, give me some backstory. Sure. Um, this particular episode aired on October 20th, 1966. As I mentioned, it is episode number seven and, um, it did pretty well on the ratings. Like it, like it seems to have generally done to this point. It, uh, measured 18.4 and by 1966 standards, that was good enough to come in second place. Second place. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm impressed Well, so far. So far, the ratings have been um,
0: shockingly better than what has been advertised or put out there over the years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess there was a reason that it, it, it is a thing, right? There's a, it's not as though it's just something that, that's not a thing. It's a thing sure. for a reason. People, sure. People Some gravitate. people must have watched. Yes. Right? Somebody watched it. All right. Yeah. That's why we're talking about it 50 years later. Right. Okay. Is there anything else that you got for me?
1: Um, I think...
0: That's uh, that's it on the numbers. Mm-hmm. I did want
1: to say um, that you may have noticed mm-hmm. that this was an episode that did not feature Dr. McCoy.
0: Oh. I don't think mm-hmm. I did notice that okay. now that you mention it.
1: Right. Ha. Right. There's also no Scotty. Okay. And yeah. hardly any Spock.
0: Uh, all right. Now all of that was definitely noticed. The the okay. lack of crew interaction was definitely noticed, especially the very minor part that Spock has. I mean, it's it's a yes. very Kirk-centric episode.
1: Yes. Yes. So um those are um some of the kind of interesting things to to know. And actually this is it it's also notable because this is only one of the three episodes to not feature McCoy.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, this episode was written by a person I'm sure you know quite well.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: The legendary Stephen Block.
0: I don't know Stephen Block. Really? No, I don't think so. Oh, he's the guy who wrote Psycho. Oh, okay. Well, well, there. Okay, fair enough. Yes,
1: yes, yes. So they were pretty excited when uh, they were able to get Stephen Block on board. And uh, convince him to um, to write for them And they thought it would be uh, really helpful with the network To um, be more excited about their new project that they had signed on with um, So there were a lot of high hopes going in for this particular episode So that's pretty much uh,
0: what I have right now Okay, well let's get into it Let's talk about what happened in uh, this episode uh, I'm sorry, what's it called? That's What Little Girls Are Made Of? Or What Little Girls Are what? Made Of?
1: What are little girls made of? Oh,
0: okay. This We're asking of. the question. We're trying to find out. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode will solve the age-old question as what little girls are made of. I get it. Right. All right. Yes. Yeah. You get it. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you the first thing that struck me when we start this episode is the repair guy on the bridge. I don't know. <laughs> it's anytime I see anything weird or different on the bridge, it always stands out and it's always kind of fascinating. I don't do you, do you have that or no?
1: a little bit um, um, I definitely see things like that I, I see I, I also see some other things some like some unusual camera shots some close ups maybe of a piece of the um, you know one, one of the apparatuses or something like that or the desk whatever it is it's on the bridge I notice those kinds of things more maybe than I notice the people on the bridge but I also do notice them and I think that's just because we've walked away from this you know from Star Trek over the years as just seeing like you know, there's like a poster in our head of what it's supposed to look like on the bridge. And we only see... You know the main
0: characters, basically, right? Yeah, that's basically it. You're right. I mainly think of the exact same characters in the exact same spot on the bridge, yeah. and so a guy, and he's a repairman who looks like he was wor- he could be working on a, a car, like he could be a mechanic. Yeah, he's <laughs> wearing a he jumpsuit. You got the yeah the uh, the mechanic jumpsuit on, and uh, he's just yeah, he tooling around on the bridge. I think that's great. By the way, I love seeing stuff like that. Anything yeah. that anything that that's uh, I see on the show. That I wouldn't think of with the show I think is great It's like oh okay that's kind of breaking My stereotype of the show I guess
1: Good 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 Yes because um, I also know It makes sense because you've also noted um, You know how you like the interaction When uh, they're in the uh, When they're in the rec room right
0: Oh yeah if, if there was an episode that was Just about what happens in that rec room It would be my favorite episode <laughs> I, right. That I am positive of The rec room is yes. the best Yes. All right, so let's move on here. We've got Nurse Chapel is very excited about being Roger, who has not been heard from in five years. And so we are presented again with someone excited about seeing another former lover, and we're going to a planet to see them. And I'm sure everything's going to be swell with this idea Because it's seven or eight episodes That's pretty much what happens There's always a former <laughs> lover on a planet Some former romantic interest And we're excited to see them And no You're actually not And it's it's not them anymore Or they're a monster or something Wow, okay, look at you Seven
1: episodes in yes, And you feel like you've got the formula all figured out
0: Oh, I, I as a matter of fact I do Okay. And, and, and then we find out some other facts, right? And, and there is a great shot of yep. <laughs> the yep. overhead system that they have oh, there yeah. with the screens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which certainly looks like it's the overhead <laughs> projector that you had in high school you know, oh, yeah. 30 years ago. And there's a picture of the planet with its name and some facts about it. And we learn that <laughs> it's 100 degrees below zero on this planet. So it That's doesn't cold. sound like a good situation to, to go down there or to have been there for five years it seems like okay this doesn't seem like a, I don't know Like it, it's, it's going to be particularly good but the surface temperature of that planet is 100 degrees below zero it may have been inhabited once but the sun in this system has been fading steadily for a half
1: million years Right. So you're not excited yeah. about the Prospects for Life on Planet XO3.
0: Yeah, no. Planet XO3, first of all, <laughs> it sounds like a horrible place to be. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a place I would never want to be there. And, uh, you know, I, I would imagine if you were stuck there for a long time, it, it, it can't be good for you. It'd be rough. <laughs> it'd it'd be, be rough. It'd be rough. Yeah, it, if be... you could survive such a thing. You know, I mean, and and here is where we have Kirk asking Spock, uh, "Well, do, do you think he's still alive?" <laughs> and Spock just very politely says nothing on the subject. Yes, he, like he just, I'm just going to look away. Actually, that's how I'm going to answer this. <laughs> you don't want to know the answer to this because you already know the answer to this.
1: How about the photo, the mugshot of Doctor Corby when they flash him off? <laughs> could that look? Could that look <laughs> any more ancient? That looked like it may have been like uh you know uh carved into the rocks you know by the uh, by the Egyptians right <laughs> Yeah it is it is great
0: and it does it, it does it looks like it's his I don't know it's his old driver's license photo yeah, or something exactly. yeah it's oh, yeah. not good And we also know that there have been two expeditions that have failed to find Dr Corby a fella who has revolutionized immunization techniques. So, Doctor Corby is a very important doctor in in history. He's a significant he is. man who's done things.
1: He is, and one of the lines that Kirk says early on is when you know when they're sort of going over the importance of this man's contributions to you know humankind to society, whatever. Uh, Kirk says, and this I realize now as we're doing this rewatch here that this is a common line from him throughout the life of the show he says required reading at the academy
0: now dr corby often called the Pasteur of archaeological medicine his translation of medical records from the orion ruins revolutionized our immunization techniques required reading at the academy mr spock yeah
1: I, i i think we've heard it already um on one of the other episodes that we've done so far and I'm confident we will hear it at least another five times throughout the life of this rewatch yeah. so kind of interesting
0: okay and and it's at that moment that what do we what do we get a transmission from Dr Corby Hey, we've they got shocked of- looks from everyone. We've got close-ups, and and uh, Nurse Chapel kind of closes her eyes, and I, I guess some sort of excitement because, yes, obviously he's alive. There's a transmission from him. He's he's Woo-hoo. calling out. It's amazing. Yes. All right. So, let's go down to the planet, shall we? <laughs> seems like such a terrible idea, by the way, going down to this planet. How about,
1: well, how about the decision on who's going to (laughs) go?
0: Who's going to go? Yeah, you're right. This is a great idea. Let's send, all right, well, obviously, Nurse Chapel is going to go because, quite honestly, I don't think you could stop her from going, even if you didn't want her to go, right? If you said, well, it's too dangerous down there. We'll go and we'll find out what's happening and then we'll bring Corby up or anything. It's no way. She's too excited. This is her man. Let's go. So we're going to send Nurse Chapel. We're obviously going to send Captain Kirk. And by the way, uh, we're going to request, hey, Captain Kirk, just come by yourself. Right,
1: right, right. Don't that bring what, that anybody else. That's not ominous at all. No, right? no, no.
0: And then Kirk says, yeah, okay. I mean, Spock yeah. points out that it's a, a, an unusual request. And Kirk is okay with it. Which I don't understand. I mean, Listen, this is just a bad, dumb decision on Kirk's part, right? Yes. It's a little foolhardy. I mean... He does
1: ask it in a really nice way. Yes. He kind of makes it seem like he has a good reason the, that he wants to be able to show him some of the amazing discoveries that they've come across without anybody else, you know, sort of muddying the water, I guess... I mean, that's what he's saying. And plus, it's supposed to be Dr. Corby. And the way they sort of, you know, have explained this person to us is that, hey, if it's this guy, who, who could be more trustworthy than him? You
0: beam down alone, just yourself. We've made discoveries of such a nature, they may require an extraordinary decision from you. Yeah,
1: so, sure. I mean, I'm not saying I buy it. I'm just, you know, <laughs> sort of like.
0: Hey, okay, I, I get what, the, what they're going for here.
1: Yeah, All right.
0: there is also a wonderful moment right here. There is a right after this, all right? So Kirk agrees to beam down. But yes. uh, while Nurse Chapel is talking to Corby, there yes. is a repairman yes. and some random person oh, 100%. who are in the background, who are making sure they are seen on camera, and they are oh, listening yeah. to the conversation. And all I can do while she's talking to him is look at these two people and think, w- what is happening with these two people? Who are they? Why are they yeah. in the shot? I don't know. But I like yeah. it. It's, it's hilarious. Uh,
1: it's fun. It's funny. Um and I'll bet that um and I don't know uh, I don't know about this I'm really just speculating here but I'll bet that they were putting the shot on purpose like you said and also to add the diversity because there's an African American woman in there standing right next to you know just you know Joe white guy yes and they're smiling and you know everybody looks happy and um, it's a great shot we should uh, post an image in the Facebook group too
0: yeah and also in the um. And this just before the because all right so there was the right after the transmission they cut to the credits but before the credits somebody gives Kirk something to sign it's an Asian guy
1: yes there's that's always so true
0: yeah there's always some different ethnicity that's running around uh, that's right. is what I notice which is very cool yeah. very cool yeah. yeah all right now
1: uh, now there's there's a moment here mm-hmm. where my wife noticed what she feels is just blatant uh, you know feminist uh, move here by by Star Trek here
0: okay go ahead as,
1: as they are heading to the elevator um something happens do you remember what is it uhura hugging chapel? hugging and giving you know they're sort of like giving each other like little kisses on the cheek or whatever right and so I actually had an argument with my wife about this she's like oh jeez that's embarrassing and I'm like what do you mean and she's like that is just so feminist you know oh you know we're girls so we have to you know support each other like this and I'm like really like why is that? Why, why is it such a bad thing? And then, so we talked about it for you know twenty minutes or whatever. I couldn't move her off it. She's convinced it's just absolute blatant feminism.
0: Wait, you say feminism or sexism?
1: I'm sorry, sexism. Okay, yes, see, thank you.
0: All right, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I it's a notable thing because it's again, it's something that seems a little unusual. I did it did not come across as sexist to me at all. It came across like Nurse Chapel is going to see this man that she's been in, yeah. that she loves and hasn't seen for five years, and Uhura right. is. Oh my God! I'm so happy for you. Good luck when you go down there.
1: Right, but if my wife were in this podcast, she would say, "Sure, that's okay." Then how come there isn't a man there doing that too? And why is it the way? And why? Well, because you know, when, no when Aurora else... does it, she has to like you know be all touchy feely, mm. yeah, you know, in line with how you may see you know the female gender compared to the male gender. Oh, that's what she would
0: argue. I see. Well, it's a good thing she's not on this podcast because who yeah, has who has that kind of time?
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. Quite honestly. Okay, so we're going to now beam down Kirk and Nurse Chapel. And, and I want you to keep in mind, Joe, as they're about to beam down here. I'm going to point something out to you, right? Um The planet they're going to is... Yes. It's <laughs> negative 100 degrees.
1: It's a little chilly.
0: <laughs> a little chilly. And uh, Nurse Chapel is wearing her... Way too short, uh, you know, little mini dress that the Starfleet gives out. And Kirk Kirk. is just in his standard, uh, my everyday Kirk outfit. And no one's wearing a coat. (laughs) Nurse Chapel doesn't put on pants for this mission. Well, yeah. But don't they beam down to the inside? No, they're underground. Well, yeah, that's true. All right, Joe, listen. Listen.
1: Sorry, man. Sorry if I'm going to kill you with facts. No,
0: no, no. no. That's fine because they clearly don't need the coats. But if okay. you're gonna go down to a planet, if I'm listen, when I go and I fly in to visit you at New Year's, I know I'm spending most of the time inside. But just in case I'm outside, I, I bring a coat. Yeah, but they're I'm they're outside. not driving to an airport, <laughs> you know, yeah. where they have
1: to get out of a car <laughs> you
0: know, and be in yes. the elements. That, that's true, but you're going down to a planet where you don't really know where you're going.
1: No, no, no. They've perfected this technology. The transporter never fails. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come right. on. Cuz we Give don't have time for hard.
0: this. We're going to move on. All right. Okay. So now we're going to beam them down. And you know what? Here's a scene where Scotty could be, but um I guess he's not there. Now is he?
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, let me just tell you a little bit something about that. More yeah. speculation sure. is that uh, at the beginning, right right when they got the project greenlit by NBC, they were given a deadline of like, okay, so, you know, like, I'm imagining that the conversation, you know, went like this. You know, Gene called to check in and, you know, um, you know every day was waiting to hear from them. And then one day he gets the message that, yep, we're going to go with Star Trek. It sounds like it's, it's going to be a good thing. We like that second uh, pilot, so let's go with that. And Gene's like, okay, cool. So, uh, you know, what? You know, like, about three months from now, we'll get going. No, no, no. We need an episode like, uh, you know, next week. And next, and so like, and the and the rotation was on. So I'm exaggerating for effect here because I don't know the exact numbers on this. Sure. But they needed to get the started with the rotation of episodes immediately. They were given almost no time. So they are always they are always getting killed on the timing. And so a lot of things that people might be critical of with um, with some of the finer points that aren't smooth, that it's simply because they just didn't have the time. So,
0: um, so what? They didn't well, have the time reason, to get James Doohan on the set. Is that what you're saying? Well,
1: no, no, no. What I what I am going to say though is that maybe they hadn't hired James Doohan yet, or maybe he wasn't ready there yet. And I'm not, you know, like this is an episode. Even though it, it's it's number seven, it's not. We're not watching it in order of how they were created. We're watching it in order of how they aired. Okay. So this, I think, this is one of the earlier ones. You know, maybe this was the third one or something like that. Um, And so not all of those characters are
0: in place yet. We don't even see Sulu, and, you know, we've seen him. Oh, you're right. So, you're right. We yeah. we haven't, and we should have right. by now because he's been showing up every episode.
1: You're right. Okay. Right. So I think those are some of the things in play. It's a very, very early episode.
0: All right. So they, be- they beam down, and they're in a cave with an ice window where it's cold outside, but they're fine yep. inside the cave. So clearly nobody needs to have a coat or a hat or a scarf, and no one is there to greet them. And it feels a little weird, and the cave has, I don't know, sort of a purpley, pinkish stalactites, stalagmites hanging out. And looking around, Kirk decides, okay, maybe this is a bad idea. So um, beam down a couple of red shirt guys. Get me a couple of security people in here. And sure enough, that's what they do. They beam down two guys, and... What do you think is going to happen to these guys as soon as you see them? I don't know. John. Well,
1: well, Did, I, I, mean, know. I don't know if, uh, mm-hmm. if the viewing public is thinking that way yet.
0: Okay, well, right? I know that I'm thinking it would be as soon as I see <laughs> both guys. I'm like, ah, oh, you guys are going to die.
1: Well, but that's also because you're going by the legend. I am I mean, going the by legend, the legend. I mean, this is the beginning of the legend, right? Yes,
0: but I've I I've already seen a couple. I've I've seen it happen before. But you're right. We're still at the beginning of these things. And yeah. the legend does say, you're running around in a red shirt. You're going to be dead. That's right. All right. So anyway, so um, one stays and one goes with Kirk and Chapel as they start wandering around. And uh, they walk around the cave. There's a big giant pit that looks you know, like you would want to stay out of it. And as opposed to other pits? Well, you know, some pits you might want to get in there. Some pits okay. you're stuck in, you know. You think so? There's All money right. pits, there's other kinds of pits. Oh, okay. You know, right. maybe you're into armpits. I don't know. There's, there's oh. pits. Yeah, okay. there was a restaurant, the Flaming Pit, which honestly, not a great name. Anyway, um eventually they run into Brown, who is Corby's assistant. Oh yeah. Alright.
1: And hey, he's warm and friendly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's basically just a, a a strange looking. I don't know, just a creepy guy yeah. who, who shows up. And shortly after, what what happens, Joe? Come on, tell me. I want you to sure. tell me what happens.
1: Um, yeah. there is the legend uh, is being built.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to ask you: How many seconds has it been since the re- the two red shirt dudes show up? Uh, I think it's probably been more than
1: 60 But not much <laughs> Okay <laughs>
0: Alright So first we see Brown We talk to him for a few seconds He's uh, he's Dr. Corby's assistant Then we hear someone screaming And immediately we oh. already know that, um, <laughs> that Mr. Redshirt fell down Into the pit And uh, Brown informs us that it's, well, bottomless, basically. Yep. And then we see something that's quite amazing. Oh, yeah. We see something where all of a sudden I have to stop what's what's happening and I have to look. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. What did I just see? What did I just see? <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah. I was like, what the <laughs> hell was this? <laughs> and I, so- I went back and I just, just watched it again. Okay. Okay, now I While I didn't It it didn't hit me immediately, but eventually I I knew what I was looking at And that was I'm looking at Lurch In a space dress, is what I'm looking at That's what I'm looking at
1: Yeah And, And, yeah, yeah, that's Ted Cassidy
0: Yes, it's it's Lurch from the Addams family, and he's uh, you know, he's some space thing, he's some alien, or what we'll find out what he is as, as we go on, and he's wearing, I don't know, a weird house-dress robe thing. <laughs> like, he's dressed so bizarrely. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of bizarre outfits in this episode. There's a, there's a few. Yes. It's sort of like a running uh, uniform of bizarre outfits, actually, that everybody has. That's, that's kind of uh, consistent, I would say. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway... Um. Well, here's what we determined pretty quickly is that Brown seems like a weird guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, the guy falls in, and his response is ah, unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Bad break. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, all right. Oh, I think well. it's time to go back to the ship. I got one guy dead, and this guy's a, a weirdo. Let's let's get the hell out of here. On yeah. <laughs> All right, so. Uh Kirk ends up talking to the other um red shirt via communicator. And well, Joe, what happens uh, to the other guy in the red shirt? What's what's well, his like next story? More more
1: more legendary stuff at work here.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Uh, it t- All right, so how long has it been since the first guy died before we get well, to the second guy dying? Probably more than 100 seconds, but yeah. not much. Okay, very good. Okay. I, I gotta say, I mean, now the legend is that I know that they die, but they always die immediately. Is that the legend, too, that they die very quickly? Um,
1: I don't know it that way. I think it's just that they die. Okay. Um, But you're probably right that that is how it works. It uh. probably is most of the time. Probably, as I'm thinking about it, and I haven't given it much thought, you just put that thought into my head, I would guess probably 90% of the time it's you know within the first
0: act. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, so the other guy right after he talks to Kirk who lets him know, hey, the first guy's dead, get a security party to uh to stand by. Here comes Lurch, we get a good look at his uh his big giant robe. He comes oh. over, takes the the uh he, well, basically he just kills the other guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think someone that big could uh move so stealthily, huh? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess you wouldn't.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right, so now Brown is going to uh, take them on to Dr. Corby's place. And now I got to point out that Brown is wearing uh, some sort of, I guess, like overall type thing with a shirt underneath, with a dark shirt. And so he's got um, like a blue stripe for one like spender and it's in an yeah. x shape and then he's got a olive green one for the other one yeah okay so keep that in mind right keep that in mind and no no but he, the, i think the important thing is that he's got uh, make me get a, a dark uh, like a black turtleneck or something that he's wearing underneath <laughs> very important very important thing to uh, to take note of because yeah. the next thing that happens is the door opens, and enter Andrea. And Andrea is wearing the exact same thing, but for some reason, the undershirt is not there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a little hot. It's hot on this planet, remember? Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, no, it's not. uh, Well, I'll tell you, Joe, (laughs) it it just got a little hotter.
1: I'm Andrea.
0: Oh, yeah, that is definitely true. (laughs) Let, now, okay, your wife can now talk about the sexism here if she wanted. If she wanted to make a case here, I would go with that. Or maybe. Well, I think. Maybe. I think. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, or maybe you could just make a case that uh, Dr. Corby has some interesting <laughs> ideas about how he's running his business. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I will tell you that the uh, – that the um, the guy in charge of uh, doing the uh, the costumes for all of the episodes, he uh, was sort of legendary, you know, for the work that he did on this show. And for this particular one, they were looking for someone that would push the envelope of what would be acceptable
0: to be on the air. Oh, no kidding.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. So they kept cutting away at the at the outfit. They kept carving away. You know, Roddenberry would come up you know and say no 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 more you know and they would take more and more of the outfit away and they knew that it had to they knew that they had the the right actress who um had the right figure that could really make that work um and i would say that um she does an admirable job and that Absolutely. she has to be in the 1 percentile of you know female humans that could ever do that
0: Uh, yes i would all right i'm i'm going to agree on 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 those things yes yeah, so yeah. Andrea show was up yeah. And uh, Nurse Chapel is immediately not happy about seeing this young hottie running around. And my wife was noting that as well.
1: Yeah. Huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I I, I listen. Nurse Chapel well, has every right to be upset. Wait, she wait. She was complaining about Nurse Chapel being upset.
1: Well, she was sort of like mocking, you, like, oh, of course. Well, you know? yep, yep. There's there's that face. Yeah.
0: Well, of course. I don't know. I I think yeah. that's. I listen. I think if the situation is reversed. You know, if if it's a guy going down there and then, you know, I'm on a planet where there's nobody else here but me and uh, but my wife and some young stud, I I show up all of a sudden. Oh, my God. Is that what you're saying? All right. I'm going to move on now. Thank you very much. (laughs) So Corby shows up finally and he's dressed in. He has more clothes on than anybody. (laughs) <laughs> Which uh, I guess that's fine. Uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe Lurch has was, has more clothes, or at least his, oh, definitely yeah. he has. Uh, <laughs> because no he would he would have to since he's like eight feet tall. Seven. Uh, he uh... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> do, wait wait. Do you have his actual height? Do you know how he's tall? Seven feet tall. Is seven feet that right? Tall.
1: Yeah. Way to go, Ted. Ted Cassidy. Seven
0: feet tall. Way to go to yeah. get jobs doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, Corby shows up, he passionately kisses Nurse Chapel, and everything seems fine, right? Everything seems okay at the beginning. Uh, Kirk says, oh, by the way, we uh, we got some dead guys, or I should say Brown, uh, I think, is the one who brings it up. We got some dead guys, so, you know, we kind of get that a little bit out of the way. And it only stays... Cordial for a, a quick period of time, because Kirk then pulls out his communicator and says, "You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go talk to uh, to Re- Rayburn, his other guy that he doesn't know is yep. dead yet. And right. I'm going to oh listen. Here's what I'll do. I'll talk to my guard and and uh, we'll we'll get some stuff. And wait a second. Brown has now pulled out a, a, a phaser. I'm required to call my ship. No communications, Captain. All because of this. What what's happening here? How did this turn so fast? It's that quickly, that quickly because Kirk's gonna find out that his other guy is dead, and it's like, wait a second. Kirk yeah. already pieces it together. It doesn't take him long. He's a he's a bright boy. So, well,
1: and we already know. We uh-huh. already know at this point, seven episodes in, that um, Kirk doesn't take kindly to bad things happening to his people. He doesn't. Uh-huh. He doesn't just you know. Um, forget about it, you know, like other people on the episodes. He's the one guy that it bothers.
0: Yeah. Alright, so Kirk... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Corby decides, alright, Andrea, go show Kirk to wherever I, I want you to show him to. And as soon as she gets close to him, Kirk grabs her, pulls out his phaser, does some little jump-away move, shoots Brown, who disappears upon being shot. Or oh, no, I'm sorry, he doesn't disappear. He's, he's got a big hole with a bunch of wires coming out of him. That's yep. what happens. Yes. And then Lurch jumps in. Here comes Lurch in the house dress. He grabs Kirk, <laughs> picks him up like a rag doll. And oh, my God, it's, it's all gone to hell in 30 seconds. It's impressive.
1: And you know what was really impressive is just how powerful Ted Cassidy is. Oh, yeah. He picks right? him up
0: like it's nothing.
1: Oh, he really does. Yeah, he picks him he up. He really does. Oh, he, yeah. he's he, a scary
0: dude. He holds him up against the wall. Like and it's <laughs> not you know, he's got a few seconds to do that where he's holding him up. He's got to hold him up there for a while. Yeah. And then we have a quick bit on on the on the bridge where we're going to get a little bit of Spock and Uhura, which is what we're going to get this whole episode where they're checking in and they think they're talking to Kirk, but as it turns out ted cassidy has some real rich little abilities here
1: yeah uh one thing that i wanted to mention was the uh going back to the part where they show where brown got shot yes and you know you mentioned that the wires are burning and stuff like that right yes that is i believe that is one of the first times ever that kind of um imagery was ever shown oh we're so a, like a, we're, yeah, so, uh, so yeah well think 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 back to in your lifetime Yes. what is one of the scariest moments of, uh, that you remember growing up watching in, your, I, in your early history. Why son? did
0: I know we were going to go to the bionic woman and the fembots and when <laughs> the, the face would fall off how it would freak me the hell on out. That's right. That's God. right. So yeah
1: stuff like this has been seen you know repeatedly you know in in tv and movies you know through the years sure. this may be the very first time that this particular thing was seen so like i think the things that were seen before just to just to you know quantify the difference of what i'm talking about or qualify the difference of what i'm talking about the um you know you've you've seen maybe you know um uh beings that were supposed to be completely made of metal that are completely You know, they're just robotic, you know. But what we haven't seen is uh, robots or androids that you can actually really – they really look human. But when you blow apart the the top layer of flesh, you could see all the – all the wiring and stuff like that So I don't know that I'm right about that But some, you know, some of the research <laughs> I saw Indicated
0: that That this was the first time Well I can't so. think of one prior to it But that doesn't necessarily mean anything mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, yeah okay Maybe you're on to something I'm not sure Yeah 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 okay Alright so an, an unsubstantiated claim From Joey on this one
1: well, I read I read it somewhere. I just I wish that I had multiple sources that
0: told me. Ah, out, but... okay, all right. Well, that's fair yeah. then. All right, that's yeah. fair enough. All right. So, uh, Corby then tells Lurch, "Hey, listen, never turn, never hurt Nurse Chapel." And Kirk goes ahead and adds in, um, "Also, make sure that Lurch never disobeys her as well." Let's call him Ruck. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm calling him Lurch the whole time. I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did not... Don't, ty-
1: don't typecast.
0: I, I Come guys, on now. I did not know that his name was Ruck, though. I didn't know he yeah. had a name.
1: Oh, yeah. He calls him Ruck throughout the episode. I don't even remember that.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair yep. enough. Yep, yep. Yeah, because, you know, on my notes that I have, I have Lurch every time. Uh! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Poor lurch
0: <laughs> I mean come on once you're lurch I think that's it I don't think I don't think you can get out of it
1: yeah you're probably right
0: yeah and also once you're seven feet tall and you look like that you know yeah
1: yeah he's got a lot of things going against him
0: in terms of um, yeah. uh, uh, doing different things <laughs> yeah. correct yeah all right so so as I was saying Corby informs ruck don't ever hurt Nurse Chapel, and then Kirk has Corby add in this other, um, this other rule to never disobey her as well. Which I, I'm, I hear that, and I think, okay, that's got to be something that's going to come into play later on. Kirk that, is, that was
1: brilliant. Kirk that was a brilliant piece by Kirk right yeah. there. You, you know, so you're trying to create like a yes. like a a card to use for later. Yes, exactly. Yep.
0: I I don't I don't think he has a plan necessarily, but right. he can come up with something maybe later on. It's it's pretty good. Something I to lie. keep in his back pocket. Yeah. Yep. So, so Corby then starts I don't know, just talking about whatever he's talking about. Um androids and wonderfulness and how uh Yes. Did you uh, skip the part where um, we learned that Ruck has a certain skill? Oh, the, the voice mimicking thing. Yeah, what'd you think of that? Uh, that was really cool. Yes, because he talks to the Enterprise as Kirk. That was where. The, yeah. That was the. And he does it again. He does a, a female voice after that, right? He does Nurse Chapel. He does Nurse Chapel right then. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Right.
1: I think he does. Uh, doesn't he also do um,
0: Andrea? Not ah. sure if he does Andrea. Uh, I. Don't know if he does or if he doesn't. I, but he I does
1: the different voices, and yes. um, it's scary. I, I mean, I remember when I, I remember as a kid watching this and being spooked by that. Oh, really? You know, wa- watching his watching his face, you know, mouth the words, ah. and it, it, out comes you know Nurse Chapel's voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's that's spooky. I mean, it's not spooking me now. I'm saying as a kid, you know, watching it as you know a five, six, seven year old kid. You didn't find anything creepy about that, huh?
0: Um no, I just thought it was kind of e. neat. I was like, oh, okay. So he's he's he has this ability. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh we also find out that uh well, here in this little conversation that we have between Corby and Kirk and I guess Ruck that well, the other the other crewman that came down is dead. So we Kirk now knows this and um he also gets Kirk to, to figure out, alright, so he starts like explaining, I don't know, whatever. Whatever his thing that he's explaining. What is he explaining here, Joe? I, I Why can't I put this? He's explaining what's going on there. Kind of a basic expl- explanation as to what it is that he's doing there. Kirk's not buying any of it.
1: Um well it's he's rough It's it's rough what he's explaining at this point you know yes. he doesn't get to the like the the hard right exactly part it's, it's like doesn't an, matter but what he's, yeah. well, what he's really trying to um convince him of is that the work that they're doing is going to prolong human life right it's going to it, it, you know possibly make men immortal that's what i think he's trying to say
0: Kirk that people won't
1: get sick anymore people will people don't have to die
0: yeah, Kirk's not buying it and he tries to run and then Ruck picks him up and <laughs> throws him like the rag doll. Yeah. Great fun. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if Shatner was was uh, bruised up uh <laughs> after the making of this one. You know, I, I, I bet he was. I, It'd be I, interesting to find out. I Ruck would or. imagine, you know, he's gotten, he gets manhandled a number of times, you know. He does. Yeah. And, you know, there's in this part after he tries to run and he gets tossed around Ruck is just holding him yeah. Like with big giant hands On both of his arms And it looks like he's holding him pretty tight And you know meanwhile um, Corby is talking to Chapel but you know this is just in the Background and like, I, I don't know there's, there's got to be some bruising Going on at some point that's all I'm saying
1: Yes yeah um, I think we kind Of um, glossed over That in the explanation they're talking About the fact that Ruck Is an android
0: Yes. Right. Yes. You're right? right.
1: And um, that when Corby crashed there, that um, Ruck was the only—I think he says Ruck was the only—you um, know—sort of living thing you know on the planet, and he had been left there from a you know a prior civilization that was very old, and he calls them the old ones. Yes. Right. And it's—he's been there so long that even he can't really remember how long it's been, which is kind of crazy for an android, right?
0: I would think so. Yes. Yeah.
1: So you know, it's really, really, really a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um. So there, there's all that. Now we're starting. Now we're starting to get into that talk, that discussion of, of androids. Yes. So I just, you know, that so that's an important thing to note that you know who Ruck is and uh, what he is and what
0: his importance to the you know Corby world is. Mm-hmm. All right. And what's so now? What's the next thing that we're going to learn? Who else is going to be an android? Well,
1: there's not much left right right? <laughs> there yeah. aren't a lot of characters the, the, right?
0: the, <laughs> yes, there's not a lot of characters, and in case you hadn't already figured it out, Andrea is an Android, and sure. Dr. Corby is awfully proud of this particular work, although <laughs> Nurse Chapel is not particularly uh, happy about this kind of work no. and Corby has to explain, listen, listen, I did not build a hot Android for sex. I built a hot Android just for science, okay, that's it. <laughs> That's all. And then yes. then, and then, there's this wonderful thing where he's going to, listen, I'll prove it to you. Here, kiss Kirk, and then now smack him in the face <laughs> just yeah. to show and that she's got no emotion.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's, it's great once again to be Shatner, right?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because the smack is probably worth it.
0: <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is where Kirk asks, hey, listen. Alright, so these are guy, these are machines, you program these machines, they're, they're harmless, then tell me, why is it that they killed my men? How about that? And Corby says, listen, I'll tell you what, I'm going to answer all of your questions, and I'm going to answer them showing you the most amazing thing that you'll ever see in your entire life. And that would be the android making machine.
1: Oh yeah, and it's pretty complex. So huh, Danny, were you impressed by that machine? Oh, I
0: was so impressed by the advanced technology <laughs> of of the space future in which there are two panels with th- th- that are identical with um several <laughs> primary colored knobs and then there's a big giant spinning wheel. And on oh, yeah. one side, you have our pal Captain Kirk who's strapped in, and then on the other side, you have I don't know some sort of foam dummy that you would use if you were exp- um you know you were teaching dogs how to attack people you know it's yes, one of those kinds of dummies that you put on there that's on the other side it's- Yes
1: and I love the beginning of, of that when they're like loading it onto the onto that 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 spinning table Yes where he says this is how you make an android and they're basically <laughs> bringing like a you know a, a plaster dummy
0: This is how you make an android
1: throwing it out there but i'll tell you something else another another um piece of uh my own pop culture history remembering uh, things isn't isn't this how they made um clones uh in um uh not space invaders Uh, you know what's what's the what's the movie that comes out every like 15 20 years where they take over the world um
0: Oh, Invasion of the Nicole Body Kidman Snatchers? Nicole Kidman was in the last one. Yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Yeah, now, is it the one from the 70s? Uh, I think Leonard, was Leonard Nimoy in Leonard that one? Leonard Nimoy, I think he is, it, right?
0: yes, he most definitely is.
1: Yeah, okay, well, isn't that isn't that the one? And same thing with the Nicole Kidman. Like, it starts out when they're when they're making the, the clone or the android that's going to take the place of the human. It kind of is this sort of, uh, you know, clay, it's sort a- of muddy you know looking
0: kind of blob isn't it it's a pod they are pod it's, they are pod people that you're talking about they are pods. oh but
1: that's true they start right so it is a pod you're yes. right because they carry the pods around that's yeah, right but yeah. as it becomes a human oh, at yeah, one yeah. point it looks very blobby doesn't it, it? yes it does yeah yes. that's what i meant and, okay and
0: blobby and, and disgusting yes right very very wet and
1: this yes is, this very wet is, Oh, yeah, my God, and this thing is not wet. It actually could use a little uh, water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's also a lot shorter than than Shatner is. If you look at the legs, right. like this thing looks like it's—I don't know—maybe five foot two. It, it doesn't yeah. look like it's exactly the same.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it, it really has like—I uh, don't think it has full arms. It just—it it just has sort of like partial arms, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think one leg is longer than the other. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. What's up? And how do
1: you know by looking at it? How do you know if it's lying on its back or on its front?
0: (laughs) Oh, that's true. Maybe you got to make sure you have that on. Maybe on it it says this side up, and we just can't tell. That's entirely possible. I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So, oh man, I just love when he just, just just bring that blob out. It's just it, at the same exact time he says, "This is how you
0: make it, an Android." It's <laughs> make an Android. <laughs> it's like what? Okay. Uh-huh. So the oh, wheel geez. spins, and good. it spins, and it spins faster and faster. And Corby tells you to watch, watch carefully. And eventually, as it spins, and you're you know now it's going by at a blur. All of a sudden you're not seeing the blob anymore. You're seeing two Kirks. But one important thing is that um Kirk is starts muttering to himself over and over again. Do you do you know what he says?
1: Um I I do. Uh but are you sure it's Kirk doing it?
0: Yeah, Kirk is saying, Mind your own business, Mr. Spock. Yeah, and he calls him a name. Yeah, oh I no, I don't have the name. But yeah, that's Kirk that's doing it. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I right.
1: mean, it's a, you don't know. I mean, how do you know it's the it's the real Kirk doing it?
0: Because uh, how uh, do the... you
1: know that they haven't you know that that the that the new Kirk is that stuff is being transferred over to him?
0: Well, I think that that's the uh, you know the idea that it's trans is is that real Kirk is trying to transfer that over to him. Okay, I, I was already on top of this. Like, wait, all wait. right, I was like, all right, I think I. I think I know. What's I think
1: going he on. says, "Mind your half breeded interference."
0: There you go, half-breed. Yeah. yeah. How now? All right. That's pretty, yep. that's got to be pretty offensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. And so, it's the go-to. It's the go-to uh, personal attack against Spock over and over throughout
0: the life of the show. All right. So all right. So yeah. once again, all right. I'm going to point something out to you, Joe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we we've got the whole thing where. We're going to go visit a former lover on a planet or whatever, and yeah, that's a bad idea. And (laughs) and now we're going to add in also the two Kirk's. I already had two Kirk's.
1: Yeah, they love that. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. Huh. right.
1: I'll tell you, I eh. think I think that was a big thing for, uh, for Robert Block, the writer. Yeah. He was really excited about that. He really wanted to do something with two Kirks. I think yeah. that it was all, he was really, really pushing that. And I think that it's possible he got a little bit of pushback. Um, and um, anyways, they, they stuck, they stuck with it. So yeah, once again, you know, it's not, you know, when you have Kirk times two, Kirk squared, Then, of course, there's no room for a Scotty or, or, you know, or McCoy or anybody else. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. So there you go. All right. So let's see. Um, uh, Where the heck was I? Oh, that's right. All right. So Nurse Chapel's like, oh, my God, I can't tell them apart. It's amazing. And uh, Corby's he got some nonsensical mumbo jumbo to explain about it. Fine. Fine. That's wonderful. We got two Kirks. It's very exciting. Andrea then takes Nurse Chapel out for a meal And she tells him Hey, listen, don't worry You can feel better, Nurse Chapel Because I'm programmed to please you as well Whoa! What? Hello What's happening here? I don't know All of a sudden This episode <laughs> takes a much more interesting turn mm mm-hmm. So she sits down with her, uh A very colorful meal that she's gonna have there and then (laughs) Kirk comes in and he sits down right? Alright now, I kind of I don't know, let let me ask you a question before before I explain what's going on here um, were you on to this already? Because I was pretty much on to this from the jump
1: um, I'm not sure where you're
0: going. All right, so Kirk has a little conversation with Nurse Chapel. They're alone, they're having a meal. Oh that yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, of okay. course. Oh yeah, it's very clear.
0: Right. So to me it's like, okay, that's obviously Android Kirk that she's sitting with and yes. she doesn't know it, even though I'm pretty sure everybody else has figured yeah. this out. Yeah. So they have a little conversation and, you know, she's like, all right, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Maybe this seems wrong, but but it's it's Roger and I love him. So I'm so conflicted. I don't know what what's happening here. Maybe he's gone crazy. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yes. All of that stuff. And and then. (laughs) But he is Roger Corby. (laughs) And then what I like is that we find out. That Kirk, it's not really Kirk. I, uh, I'm not going to eat this food because I'm an android. Oh, no,
1: I can't. Please go ahead and eat.
0: Android, don't eat,
1: Miss Chapel. Yes,
0: and then, better yet, here comes real Kirk. Yeah. And uh, what's he wearing, Joe? Oh, he's wearing the the outfit of the times, right in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in right. Rome. I like to think that there's just a closet somewhere that's just full of them. That's the only thing that's well, hanging in I, you there. you know,
1: to be fair, they're not all identical.
0: They are a little but different, yeah. Kirk gets the Roger Corby treatment. He gets the yeah. full-covered <laughs> Roger Corby treatment. He does not yeah. get the partial cover, uh brown treatment, and he does not get the no-undershirt Andrea treatment. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he comes in. And uh, he sits down And now everyone's there They're all having a little bit of a conversation uh, Naturally The the two Kirks don't get along
1: uh, You know, and I love this sniping You yeah. know, Danny I think, I, I just, I like it I think it was really, really edited well It was really well done I mean, it does seem like they're right there That they are looking at each other And that the timing of when one guy Finishes talking And the other guy says, you know it takes his shot right back. I think it was really done well.
0: I was kind of surprised. Oh, it definitely looks really good. That's yeah. for sure. Like, when they're sitting next to each other, yeah. you can't tell. Right. I can yeah. tell. I-, I couldn't. No, it-, it looks really good. It looks really yeah. good. And, you know, it was a lot harder to do that sort of thing back in 1966. So, uh, so well, yeah, props, well. props to getting that done. And, yeah, the little sniping back and forth, it is pretty cool, because if there was another Dan Delgado, I'd have some negative things to say to it. I know I would that's think for would. sure. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I would compliment it on it on his handsomeness, but beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, I'd have some issues. Like, I'm listen, not sure pal, if he
1: would do the same.
0: Uh, well, no, he would. I don't know what he would say. It, <laughs> that guy's a jerk. <laughs> and yes. you know, Kirk tries to test the android on on stuff that he knows on Kirk's stuff, and the android knows everything. That
1: was his brother.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. whole thing about the, the brother trivia. He said he was being transferred to Earth Colony 2 Research Station. No, Captain. He said he was continuing his research and that he wanted to be transferred to Earth Colony 2. You might as well try to, I think, a calculating machine. Yeah. And uh, Corby decides, all right, that's enough, Android Kirk. Get out of here for a few minutes. Yeah. And now we're going to get a little conversation from Corby about how wonderful androids are. Don't you yep. see what I'm, what I'm offering? Don't you see what it is that I can do? And what he wants, and this is, a, this is another common thing that bad guys want, uh, Star Trek villains frequently want transportation to somewhere else. Take I'm stuck on this planet, get me <laughs> to another planet that doesn't suck as bad as this one. He wants to go to another planet that has some materials on it that, so he can make more androids because I guess he's running out of the, uh, the foam bodies that he used.
1: I, right, right. But there's one other. There's one other thing that's sort of a a, a common um, Star Trek, you know, uh, thing that they do that I like uh-huh. is that they start comparing Kirk. In this case, he starts comparing, you know, uh, this ideal um, that this guy has to other bad guys in history, yes. and he always starts there. He he starts way back when, so that he could say people that are, you know, that are real that viewers should have at least heard the names of right yes so he says uh you know genghis khan julius caesar uh, hitler and then we get to, to to the guys that you know we can't know right because they're in the future yes he says ferris maltovus can you understand what i'm offering mankind
0: programming different word but the same old promises made by genghis khan julius caesar hitler ferris
1: Maltuvus. I just like whenever they do that you know? it's, yeah it's, for me it's kind of fun.
0: no, that is cool because it, it lets you know that there is history yeah that has yeah. happened that yes. ex- it, you know the, it expands the universe a little bit it's really oh, yeah. cool all right so I, I tell you a lot of these problems could be solved if there was some sort of intergalactic taxi service, I think all of these guys would be a little bit happier.
1: Uh, do you think it really is that he wants to get away from the planet Or do you think that he really wants He's really motivated by You know by this noble cause
0: Well yes he wants well, Yes but in order to con- to complete His noble cause he's got to go somewhere for it Right And he right, needs right. to get there And right. so he wants to Take a trip And yeah. that's how he's going to get there I don't know sure. yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. get on the Enterprise man Everybody wants well, to be on the Enterprise if this guy, you know, came
1: along to you and said, "Hey, I could, I could, you know, basically stop the aging process for you right now, and um, you would never get sick again, and you could live forever, uh-huh. and you'd look pretty much just like you do now, only you'd feel great every day." No, that's, that's,
0: that's a good deal,
1: um, isn't it? I think a lot of people would go, you know, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. But what if they tell you, "All right, but you you're you're gonna be a, a robot now. You're gonna be an android. Are you out? I think I'm out as soon as I hear that weirdness."
1: See, I don't know that I'm out. See, I'm not sure about that. That's a whole other podcast. But I will say this: I mean, what's the difference? You know, it's one body versus another. You're just used to this particular body, but it's is you know, it's it's just another body. Well, so if you if you really are, if you really are talking about transferring your 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 consciousness, and he even says your soul, whatever that is, right? Um, you know, so if you're you're really transferring the very essence of what makes you you, mm-hmm. all the things that. All the experiences that you had, and you still re- also retain all your abilities to feel, to have all all these complicated emotions and stuff like that. What's the difference? Hmm, I don't
0: it's know. It's not like
1: you feel like I mean, it, I mean, what they're showing here is it's not like you're walking around, you know, needing to oil yourself. This isn't the um, this isn't <laughs> Maxwell Smart, right? Who was the agent that um... Jaime? Jaime. It's not Jaime, right? Where he didn't he have to oil himself?
0: Uh, I I believe he did.
1: I think there was like a door that something got stuck in his stomach right and and it got it got rusty and they had to like they had to get out a can of oil right so it's not like that what these guys are trying to say whether I mean the special effects you know are you know could could be better obviously but what they're trying to say is that this these human bodies doctor or these android bodies look and feel just like human bodies that's why when Andrea goes and kisses Kirk it's great Right, He doesn't feel, he doesn't know, you know the difference. So if you feel like a human, except every day it's like a human on your very best day, why not?
0: Mm, Alright. I'm not getting okay. into this. Like um, I said, it's yeah. another podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now, Kirk, while he's having this conversation and he's listening to how Corby talk about the wonderfulness of androids and how he needs to get to another planet so he can make more of them, he starts to very quietly, with one hand, uh, untie a little rope that is on his chair. Very clever. Very oh, yeah. clever, because no one's going to notice this. And, and I, I mean that sincerely. I don't know if that sounded sarcastic. But he then takes that rope, grabs Corby, puts it around his neck, and tells everybody, all right, you all back off, or I'm going to kill this lunatic, okay? And then he runs away, letting Corby go. Okay. Good idea. I, I don't know what you're going to do after this, but that's fine. You know, you want to get out of there? Go ahead, get out of there. Here is the problem: is that now Ruck is going after Kirk. Oh, and that is a problem. That is a problem because yeah. we all know that's 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 only going to go one way. That's only going to go. If Ruck catches you, it's only going one way. It appears that way. Yes. Now, yes. fortunately for Kirk, <laughs> Chapel starts yelling. Do not harm Kirk! Don't harm him!
1: Please don't <laughs> harm him!
0: Yeah. Ruck, I order you not to harm him! So we have this scene in which Kirk is running through the cave and uh, poor Rock <laughs> has to wear that house dress while he's running around. I don't know who came up with the costumes for him, but I don't know. Like, this outfit is so goofy. Like, it's just straight goofy. Um so we get this great scene of Kirk hiding in the cave and oh, he yeah. grabs this st- the stalactite for a weapon right and so he's 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 there and he's waiting like he's gonna I'm to gonna, gonna knock this guy out I'm gonna oh, yeah. brain him with this thing and Does that'll that'll like a good something. idea to me no it doesn't look like a good idea No, no. Uh, you know it's it's also I don't know the the imagery of the stalactite in his hand is also hilarious It's like a giant pink phallic thing. Oh, yeah, very
1: phallic. No (laughs) question. Could not be more phallic.
0: (laughs) Now, I see this, and I think, okay, this is a terrible idea, right? Uh, Now, I'm just curious. Would would you have done that? Would you have said, okay, I'm going to maybe overpower the android? Oh, no. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to keep running. Until I can run no more. But I think he's
1: well. If you're in that position, I mean, I wouldn't have tried to get away. Uh, I think that you know, right now, Corby wants to work with him. Yes. Right when he's talking with him, I mean, he's not. You know, you know, you could pretend to play along, you know, because that's what Corby wants you to do. He wants. He's intending for you know, he's trying to get your partnership, uh, you know, on this. Right. So you don't have a communicator. You can't get back to the Enterprise. You got no weapons. You know, what, what, where the where the hell are you going to run? This is you know? all true. You're going to run through the cave, and, that's and, and there's know?
0: there's nowhere to go because we already right. saw, right? Yeah,
1: right. So it's just a terrible, terrible idea, it's a, and it's it's a it's a badly written if if if, if I if I may, it's a badly written um, you know scene in that sense. There's it's just it makes him look like an idiot.
0: So it's another bad move for Kirk. All right, it's yeah, it's another yeah, bad yeah. decision for him. Yeah, yeah. Not, absolutely. Yeah, so. Uh and, and on top of that decision to run, the decision to hit <laughs> Rock with the stalactite was also a bad decision Stalag because bite. well, whatever. And it, yeah. it, it doesn't matter because it's I don't know, it's it's like nothing to him. It right. was like nothing to him. And so what happens? Kirk falls in the pit, although he's hanging on, he doesn't fall all the way in. Of course he's yeah. hanging on for for dear life and and what do you know? He's not he's not gonna mm-hmm. fall, Joe. Yep, he's not gonna fall. Ruck's gonna pull him out of there.
1: I thought the scene though of of him, you know, uh, just the way it was shot, where he's looking up at Ruck, Ruck is looking down at him. They have like three different angles that they show. Yes, I thought it was shot really well, very believably. You know, it looked to me like he was hanging off the edge,
0: little, you know, there. I thought. All right. So, meanwhile, back on the Enterprise, Mm -hmm. Android Kirk shows up and starts walking around. He walks right past Mr. Spock, who seems to be doing some sort of medial job that someone else should be doing. He's, like, looking at some <laughs> wires that are, like, he looks like something that the guy in the jumpsuit, the repairman, should be doing. <laughs> yeah, He's there with a little clipboard. He's like, okay, this seems to be working. Whatever. Spock is a man of the people. He is. Sure. <laughs> so this is where Kirk is walking around, Spock runs up to him, "Hey, what's going on?" and Kirk unloads that whole half-breed mind your own business line. Yes. And yeah. Spock has a very, you know, quizzical look on his face. Like, he know like, "All right, this this doesn't seem right." You're going back down with a command packet. "Mind your own business, Mr. Spock. I'm sick of your half-breed interference, do you hear?" Yes.
1: Very well, Captain. I do want to talk about that line, though. Um, so, I mean, you you picked up on it, you know. I got to tell you, I've I've never understood why that line was in the show. I've always thought it was just weird, you know. And in reading about it, you know, going through some of the research that I've done, I've seen various people, you know, say you know the same kinds of things. It wasn't until yesterday that it dawned on me that that was a plant by kirk yes you know which you already which you kind of pointed out already earlier in his podcast is yeah. that yeah kirk was thinking ahead that just in case you know he needs to be able to uh, differentiate or, or tip off spock that things are not normal say something plant something in this android's brain that would be unusual that would make spock's eyebrows go ah? yep and, Yep. And um, yeah, so good on you for figuring that out. I've never known that all these years. I've never known that. Ha. Um, and like I said, it was just last night that it occurred to me. Oh. So, yeah, and it's it's a great – it's another great um great piece that was thrown in, into the writing of this episode. Uh,
0: it, I'm it, sick it's, of your half-breed interference. Do you hear? I think this <laughs> is great. It is great, and it's – There is a little bit of Kirk genius, even though he's all right. Now, this is not a good episode for him because he's made a number of poor decisions. But (laughs) that is a really clever, clever thing. And it is sort of almost like last ditch because you don't know how Spock is going to take that. How how much he's going to look into it. You just got to hope. Yep, it, you know you're sending up. Basically, you're on the life raft in the middle of the ocean, and you're sending up your flare, and you're hoping right. somebody gets it. And that's hundred percent. Yeah, but still, I love it. I love it. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, um, Android, Kirk, and uh, Corby they have a little conversation back uh, back below uh, about where they're going to go. But that's not interesting, Joe. Far more <laughs> interesting is our next <laughs> scene, where Kirk. Sees Andrea and uses his oh, yeah. Kirk powers of love on her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he goes ahead and you know there, there's a kiss that's a little forced at first, and then all of a sudden it's not so forced, and you know it's all it's all good for Captain Kirk in this scene, Joe. It's all, all good. good for Bill Shat. Yeah, man. it really is. You know, yeah. It's it's fine until. Uh, she tells him, by the way, listen, I- I'm not programmed for you. No. Not programmed for you. No, no, she says it. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if she <laughs> believes it anymore. Now that she's had a little of the Kirk love,
1: uh, she's had a taste. Yeah, she's had a taste.
0: <laughs> I-, I think it's changed things. Yeah. He's whispering in her ear, and she's got this look on her face like, uh,. I don't I don't know what's happening something is happening inside it's you know she, she hurries off as as yeah, soon as she, she can
1: she, she definitely cannot compute what is happening yes yes
0: and as as much fun as as Kirk seems to be happening uh, or say having here comes Ruck to ruin everything now because, wait wait
1: wait wait before you go there though yeah. what you, when she says and I just I never thought about this until just now when she says not programmed for you yeah. do you think? that maybe she is programmed for uh, you know
0: for a little Corby action there oh, that's you think that that's what it means or do you think it means nurse Chapel that's a great question I mean of course I mean I'm thinking about it in terms of, like when I first saw it I thought I'm not programmed to serve you oh that's okay. what I thought but you know what you could certainly interpret it that way because I think it is why way. else well, yeah. honestly why else does he make an Android that looks like that? Yep,
1: I mean. I think that's what it is.
0: He can say whatever he wants. He's stuck on a planet that's <laughs> that's below a hundred degrees. He's in a cave, and the only other people he has is is rock, uh Brown. I mean, come on, what else is he going to do? He's basically uh, in jail. You know, something else to think about too.
1: Isn't she the only android that it there was no model for? Uh, I guess. Well, well, Brown was you know Brown is an android, but there was a Brown, right? Yeah. Kirk I, is the the new Kirk, sure, obviously, obviously. based on the old Kirk.
0: Yeah. And
1: when they made him, of course Ruck was already there, so yeah. you, you can't really count him. Um, and when they made Kirk, remember that the line is "This is how you make an android." So you need some sort of a model, don't you?
0: Yeah, that's true. You're right. So she must have come from somewhere.
1: Maybe. Or that just can't.
0: There's a, there is another way, <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly.
1: There's a better way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! This podcast so she, is but, way but, sexist. But, but,
1: but seriously, though, she is the one android mm-hmm. that doesn't supposedly have uh, human, uh, you know, it, the human essence transferred into her.
0: That's right. True. Right. Yeah, she's just an android.
1: Right, so I didn't, you know. So this is the first one that we know about that he can make that way. It's the only one we know about that he can make that way. Uh-huh.
0: All right, so all. so here comes Rock to, you know, ruin all of the fun, shove what Kirk on the bed. There would be Rock that would ruin it. Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> fun loving Rock.
0: Yeah. Fu- <laughs> 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 Every time he enters the room, he's
1: just not in a good mood. Oh, <laughs> no, he's
0: always in a bad mood. Yeah, that's right. So but
1: You notice how Kirk handles that, though.
0: Oh, he handles it very well with this scene. He starts doing some of his uh, Kirk mind tricks on the yep. ruck is what he does. Yep. They have a little conversation. At first, it's a little contentious. You know, he gives him a good shove on the bed, but then they start talking, and Kirk starts putting some ideas in his head. That, yeah. hey, listen, um, I don't know if you've thought about this, but humans, we're just all kinds of crazy. We're not logical like like you guys are. We are actually the danger here. Corby is the danger here. Is here. Doesn't that make sense to you? And the more he talks to him about this particular topic and, and Ruck starts remembering what it was like back in the old days with the old ones. And wait a minute. You know what? you've you've got a point here you've got a point yes. humans are inferior and and corby well uh you know you guys bring disorder corby is the danger here you you have a good point all right this this seems like a real good solution you know what's here, the solution the solution is to you know get get rid of all of the uh the corby programming Get rid to of the corpse. order, and when it, when he has this revelation, once again, it's more damage to Kirk. Even though it, he's not even <laughs> trying to, he's excited. He grabs yeah, yeah. him, and it's it's almost I don't know, I want to say it's a bear hug, but he grabs him in a way that Kirk is in immediate pain as he's like yeah. yelling. Oh, my God, it's a revelation or whatever it is. That's the equation. I think he says something like that. The danger to you is Corby. I was programmed by Corby. I cannot harm him. The old ones programmed you, too, but it became possible to destroy them. That was the equation.
1: Rock is the Marmaduke of androids. (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> did not bring Marmaduke onto this podcast You did not <laughs> Alright, as long as the family circus doesn't show up We're gonna be fine Oh yeah. Alright, so Ruck is immediately convinced And as, as luck would have it Here comes Corby walking into the room And Kirk is excitedly watching As Ruck starts to You know, hey listen, you're the problem here And he it seems like He's going to attack Corby but it's it's all for naught, because it turns out Corby has a phaser, and he shoots Ruck, who disappears into nowhere. He's gone, man. Phaser he, world. He does not go. Uh, he does not fall down with a big giant hole like Brown did. He is gone.
1: Well, that's what the phasers generally do.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so there's different settings for the phasers. Yeah, I, well, I know there's and, stun. Um, and
0: there's got to be, uh, I guess, disintegrate or whatever that is. Yeah, and
1: they have they have all different levels I've heard, uh, you know, we've heard I think already on one of the earlier episodes They were talking about one quarter power Yeah, remember oh, that? Oh
0: yeah, that's right, yes One quarter power, you're right, that's yeah. correct Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so there are all these different settings And th- th- I think that that's the, the one we saw And it might have been the second pilot Where they, they talked about one quarter power Yeah, But um, I don't think we ever hear fractions again It's just simply stun You know, and, and kill, I guess And I think anytime it's basically not stun It's probably kill that's, oh. that's what I think. Yeah, and kill means you go away. You go bye bye.
0: <laughs> you disappear.
1: <laughs> yeah, you. You do, basically you're disintegrated. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So Corby shoots him, and uh, you know he just well he disappears, and then Kirk has a little fight with Corby. Oh yeah. And uh, in this fight, the door closes. One of those you know sliding doors uh, closes on Corby's hand. Don't and Stenser
1: is. No, oh, that would that should know something's in the way. My garage right. door won't do that.
0: I was, I, I'm looking at the kid, elevators don't do that, and this is how many years in the future we're, we're installing this on on planets that's galaxies far. Come on, get out of you know here! How the, you
1: know how the doors are operating on the set, right? Um,
0: someone's moving them.
1: Yeah, there's a guy back there, yeah. and I think that there's like a little pulley or something, <laughs> yeah, and then they, sure. you know they they send him a message like there's like some sort of uh light relay and whenever somebody gets close to the door mm-hmm. he he has to be paying attention cuz they hit the light and then there's like this little red light in the little room that he's in and he has to like manually pull the pull the pull the rope and then that's what opens it or closes it and so sometimes uh, you know the guy didn't do it right away. He was like falling asleep
0: or whatever, and so they would <laughs> bump it to the door. <laughs> I,
1: I would say in this case, he really fell asleep on the job, Danny.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It, yes. Yeah, that reminds you know they um, on match game. You know when they would when they would do one of the the super matches and they would pull a cross. You know that the thing would open up. It was somebody who would just pull it open, and I know this because. He pulled it open too slow, or he pulled it open wrong, and then they like opened the door, and there was the guy inside. Oh the, no! Oh yeah, and then they and like you know he, they pretended to yell at him, and I was oh. I was so amazed. I was like, oh my god, there's a guy in there. That's how that thing opens. <laughs> That's how that thing slides across. It's just some it's just some dude <laughs> who's yes. just waiting to hear what the one hundred dollar answer is, so he could pull it across. The um it's it's like file
1: it's like seeing the inside of R2D2. Yeah
0: it is. You know it, it's it's looking That's behind the curtain era. is what that is. That's, That's it. Exactly,
1: yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. So his arm gets stuck in the door. Yes. And it uh, as it turns out, you know, it, it damages his hand. And what do we find out? Oh Corby is an android. Uh-oh. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Now, even though he's an android, he insists, "Hey, no, no, don't listen! I'm still Roger. What? I'm still me. I, it, it's okay."
1: Now, yeah, yeah, and he can't. He's not very convincing, right? Every no. time he says a sentence, he says like the wrong verb.
0: Yeah, he, he uh, and also he he looks like a complete lunatic. He he, does. he he, there's nothing convincing about it at all. It's me in here. I'm still me inside. Don't you understand? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um uh no, none of us understand. We now think you're a, a crazy robot and we're not going to you know, we're, we're not she's Nurse Chapel is already out. All right, I'm out. That's it. I'm out. You're not even oh, yeah. you're not even Roger. You're not even the She'd... real guy anymore. Yeah. <sighs> well, all right. So now Corby sends Andrea to go kill the outsider who has entered the cave. What? Oh, what's happening? Well,
1: yeah, what is happening?
0: I don't. I don't exactly know here. Uh, wait a minute. W- what's going on? There's there's someone in the outer junction. And what? Kirk. Kirk, Kirk figures out. Okay, it's got to be Spock. Spock's got. He must have there.
1: got my message,
0: yeah. which is the uh, plant. Yeah. Yeah. They, they figured yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. Well, since Ruck's not around, since all of my other androids are dead. All right, Andrea. Go solve the problem. And so yes. she, she pulls out a gun and she goes one alright. And she comes across Android <laughs> Kirk. Yeah. And in, in in a in a in a classic case of three's company esque misunderstanding <laughs> she, she she thinks it's regular Kirk. And their exchange is hilarious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, of course, he's Android Kirk, so he's all business. He doesn't have time. He's not here for for, for any kind of love, but Andrea is. And so it's like, hey, hey Kirk, remember we were kissing before? I I think I liked that. I I want to kiss you. And Kirk says, no.
1: Illogical.
0: Yeah. Nope, you will not kiss me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. So she shoots him uh, out of existence. (laughs) I will kiss you. No.
1: You, you will not? It is
0: illogical. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes,
1: <laughs> which which I'm not sure she should have been allowed to do. <laughs> right? That should... She may have overstepped it. Uh,
0: I, I kind of feel like that was an emotional response there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so she walks into the room with Corby, sees the other Kirk is there, and she's like, wait a minute. Oh, no. I destroyed the other Kirk. What, what, what happened here? I don't understand. What's yeah. going on?
1: I like the way she just you know comes in matter-of-factly.
0: Yep. Oh, you know, he freed himself, so I had to ki-
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't she remember?
0: She was in the room when there were two of them. Yeah. She made the other one.
1: She yeah. made the other one, right? Yes. She's the one at the controls. Yes, absolutely. Why is she so
0: I don't know. She's not very much. Not she's not a very good android. What can I tell you? You know, uh,
1: she's the she's the ditzy one. Yeah. <laughs> well.
0: So Corby is confused about everything that's going on. He's uh, yep. not sure wh- wh- where where he's at or what his focus is. He's got a very bizarre look on his face. And Kirk t- says, hey, listen, listen, if if you're still a human what, or, if you, you know, if, you're, if you have any humanity left in you, give me the phaser. All right. Give me the phaser. And so Corby does. All right. Fine. I am Roger Corby. I'll prove it to you. Here you go. Have it. Reasonable. Man, right. I think that's not bad. Um, now now th- there's one other gun that's still in the room. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. and uh and, Yeah, and that that's still a smoking gun, by the way. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yes, it, it was busy. Yeah, that was busy just a minute ago. That's Andrea's gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so all right, let, let's try to get the gun from Andrea. Hey, hey Andrea. Um Uh, Can we get that gun back from you? I mean, look, Corby gave me his So it's it's all cool now We're all going to be friends But she is not having it And why isn't she having it, Joe?
1: Why isn't she having
0: it? Yeah, why isn't she not giving up the gun? Why isn't she not, like, you know Because uh, she's got something else in mind. Ah, because she's been bitten by the Kirk love bug. You think that's what that's supposed to be? Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. She starts talking about love to to Corby, and she's all confused, too. Love you. Kiss. Oh, I see. You know? So, right. like, now all of a sudden there's emotion. She wants to kiss him. And Cory's like, what are you talking about? You can't love. You're just an android. You're not human. Right. Don't be so silly. Right. And, you know, she's just, uh, uh, love. Uh, <laughs> I don't, the with, with passion, I don't, what? And so they kiss each other. And then when they do, um... I don't know if is it I don't know if it's Andrea or if it's Corby who puts his hand on the gun, but the gun goes off and they both disappear.
1: Controversial, controversial Um, um, uh, that that what you just said um, there, it's kind of gone back and forth um, through a lot of things that I've read about who was the one that actually pulls the trigger. I mean, it looks pretty clear to me that she's holding the gun. Yes. And I think it's his hand. That comes on, you know, and comes and grabs the gun. It's clear. It's clear. It's totally him.
0: Okay, that's, that's what I um, I don't know I why it's so controversial. That's what I it thought. It, it does yeah. look like it's him. Yeah. Um, Un-
1: unquestionably, it's his, it's a man's hand. It's yeah. his hand. There's yeah. a
0: question. And so, all right, so the gun goes off, and the two of them are, you know, phased out of existence. They're gone. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Seconds later, Spock shows up. Just like at the end of an action movie, where yeah. wherever it is, you know we've killed the bad guy, and now you hear the sirens showing up.
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's just like. Uh-huh. It's just like uh, Batman and Robin from the '60s. After they've after they've beat the crap out of uh, you know the the Joker and his men, or the Riddler and his men, you know, uh-huh. in the second time in the, in the second half of the second episode, is when right. They always yes. Win, right? Yes, <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. So after they're done with the big dra- dramatic fight and everything, and now and everybody's all knocked out. That's when uh, Chief O'Hara comes rolling in with his guys, <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a big enough deal, uh, the what's his name, uh, Lieutenant
0: Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Commissioner Gordon, come, Commissioner
1: on. Gordon. come yes. on, man, get yes. it straight. Sorry, sorry. Commissioner Gordon will be there too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> True. Uh, that's exactly what that scene yeah. is. So yes, Spock shows up with a couple of red shirts who won't get killed, and. You know, now all 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 the good stuff is is over. Now it's there's a
1: great line, the best line delivered so well. And this is part of what makes Shatner, um, you know, it starts. It's building his legacy because he does these, he does certain lines, he delivers them like nobody else ever could. You know, the line.
0: All right, is it that? All right, it's because Spock has has had no idea what's been going on whatsoever. Right, no idea. So he asks him, "Well, where's Doctor Corby?" And is this what you're talking about? Where he says, "Doctor Corby was never here."
1: Let's let let's let Kirk say it. Where's Doctor Corby?
0: Doctor Corby was never here.
1: So I, I I it was really good. He delivers it solemnly. Mm. You know, it's just every word is just you know with the right amount of emphasis, and and it is sort of like, well, I guess. He's right. It's sort of it's supposed to it's supposed to be a line that makes you think a little bit, you know.
0: Yes. Well, yeah, right. right. Yeah. So
1: it's it's really I think it's really effective and um in a in in a, in a show that had um a lot of weaknesses, it definitely stands out as one of the highlights for me. I think.
0: Okay, I will totally go with that because Kirk decides he's going to preserve the legacy. Of Dr. Corby Uh, Oh yeah Which is Which has got to be nice For Nurse Chapels So this way She does not have to go ahead And and have it marked down In history That that, that her guy Was some sort of uh, Robot making lunatic So Ah
1: yeah But you missed something That you said you liked At the beginning of this
0: podcast Oh what did I say You, You
1: Your guy is back On the bridge Overall's guy is back
0: Oh, is that right? No, I yeah, guess I did yeah. not notice. He walked by again. Yeah, <laughs> I did not notice it. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, we're going to end on the bridge where Spock yeah. – all right. This is interesting, okay, because in Kirk's uh, saying how, well, well, Dr. Corby was never there, although I don't know how Kirk is going to explain why he's in that goofy jumpsuit, um, <laughs> right? Because right? there's nobody else there, and he's not going to go ahead and tell everybody about what happened. So, okay. That's right. In this, in this last scene in, on the bridge, it's a little conversation between Kirk and Spock, and yep. Spock brings up, "Hey, um, what's up with you calling me a half breed? By the way, yeah, that doesn't, yeah. Uh, that's not, that's not your kind of thing. What's that all about, man?" And Kirk now he has to explain this, but since he does not want to give up the what happened because he's preserving the Corby legend basically just has to swallow it and be like, yeah, you know what? Um, I guess I'm a little bit of a um, space racist. Sorry about that one. Spacist. (laughs) I'm a spacist. (laughs) I like it.
1: (laughs) He's just got to swallow it because
0: he knows that he does not like that phrase, which is not like calling Spock that, but because he's interested in preserving the Corby legend, he's willing to – all right. I'll just yep, that I did that. That's right. Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, I'll remember that next time. Uh you know, that's really uh insightful of you. I didn't I didn't I didn't catch that that he was trying to keep the whole affair secret. Yeah. That I thought, but then again, remember when I watched this up until yesterday, it didn't occur to me about that that line was a plant to begin with. So, uh-huh. you know, you were all over that from 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 the jump. I wasn't and i did i still missed this uh i i thought it was just uh you know kirk deciding to be stoic for whatever reason um but no you're right there's an actual purpose there he is trying to uh, muddy the waters of the actual legacy of of corby and um he doesn't want anybody to know except for him and nurse chapel and that's it yep. and if he and if he exposes why he you know he you know used that expression As a plant then he's gonna have to Explain that you know everything that went Down that there was this guy that was yeah. Androids and blah 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 And I re- I thought maybe if you knew that that was the Android Kirk you know That, right. he, know that he was acting different And yes. blah blah
0: blah so that's, that's Yeah you're right that's good stuff Danny Alright so that's our episode Yep and uh, Now Before we get on to my feelings About the episode is yeah. there anything you want to talk about? Do you have any behind the scenes things you want to get into a little bit here?
1: Sure, sure. I got a little bit here. All right. Um, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Wow me with some trivia, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well, I'll go I'll go with the easy stuff first. So, um it, so the actress that played Andrea, do you know who she was? No, I don't know who she was. But Well, okay. So, when we were when we were much younger, I used to have a, f- a favorite TV show from the 50s that I used to watch a lot. It used to be on like uh, one of the old UHF, UHF local stations, and I would watch it as much as I could. Do you remember what TV show that was? Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Oh, sir. It was a family-type episode. It was like the,
0: white, the whiter version of I Love Lucy. Um, I, w- I don't know, the Donna Reed show? No, 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 no. There's a guy. The, the the husband was a performer. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. All right. So, um, the Danny Thomas show, or, or you make, know, make room for daddy. Make room for daddy. Yeah.
1: All right. 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 So, do you remember, like, anybody on the show? Danny Thomas, Marjorie Dink. Lord, the y- wife, yes. Rusty the son, Angela Cartwright, Angela Cartwright the little Cartwright. girl.
0: Yes, I do. Oh, well, yes. well,
1: there was another girl on the show. Her, her name, um, oh, geez, now I can't think of her name, but um. Anyway, she was the older. She was the older daughter, so you know. So Rusty, let's say Rusty. She was like three or four years older than Rusty. So she was like a preteen, twelve years old, something like that. She didn't appear on a lot of the episodes, but she was definitely there. We did watch her. So it's in- interesting to see that that was her. You know, at least at least to me, and I had to like go back when I first discovered that. I was like, really? And I did, see, you know, went and found some old uh, YouTube videos, and yep, that's her. And it's like, wow, okay. Um, huh. then so then you know now she's all she's obviously all grown up by the time she gets to to Star Trek here, and um in 1967. So that this episode remember um, airs in 1966, <clears throat> and in 1967. Are you familiar with a with a Blake Edwards uh, film called Gun?
0: Oh yeah, it's an adaptation of the Peter Gunn TV series. Mm-hmm. And... So there's,
1: there's an international version of that of that film, and she appeared nude in that in that international uh, version. However, huh. it was a scene cut from the U.S. release. However stills from
0: the movie, appeared in Playboy under the title oh, no way. Room for Sherry. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, did she get paid for that, hopefully? I don't know um, how that went down
1: in, in that history. I'm not sure if uh, she was mad about it, if she got paid for it. I don't I don't know if there was any litigation.
0: Oh, that sounds uh, terrible. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. That sounds terrible. That gun movie is supposed to be terrible also, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well she's not in it, remember, so so fans don't don't go running out to Check out that movie, looking for her, because mm-hmm. that scene is cut. Well, at least the scene where she appears nude. Right.
0: So instead, just yeah. just Google her name and then gun and then nude and then go to images uh, when you do it. So, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you're right. Right. Because yeah. that that's and I'm not doing that when this is over, by the way. No, of course not. No. Of course not. That would be unprofessional. Yes. Um,
1: so in 1972, she initiates an unsuccessful palimony suit against the estate of wealthy entrepreneur and horse breeder Fletcher R. Jones after (laughs) Jones died in a 1972 plane crash. So that's Sherry Jackson. And something else that's interesting is that Angela Cartwright appears in another TV show based on, you know, it's, it's like the cartoon version of Star Trek Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, the, the animated series from the early no, 70s. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. You're, you're taking me literally. No, oh, yeah. I, I said it's like a cartoon version of Star
0: Trek. Oh, a car- uh, it's like a cartoon version of Star Trek. Uh... It's not a cartoon. Oh, 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 you mean Lost in Space?
1: Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. Sure. And sure. Angela Cartwright is on that.
0: Yes. That I, I know. Sure. Of
1: course. Okay. So I find it interesting that Angela Cartwright appears in Lost in Space. You know. You know what? Two or three years later. You know, after Sherry Jackson appears in Star Trek, and if I, memory serves me correctly, the 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 at least the design of the outfit, maybe not the cut, but the design of the outfit that. Um, Sherry Jackson and everybody was wearing on the planet is kind of similar to some of the costumes that they were wearing in Lost in Space, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it kind of is, actually. The color scheme, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, it is. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So that's that's a little bit there. Okay. Um, we've talked a little bit about Ted Cassidy, um you know uh he's he's you know almost the breakout star of of this of this episode if you will Oh yeah he's, uh, he's in my mind
0: Absolutely he's what I would be talking about his presence is undeniable you know
1: Yeah yeah I I just I thought his acting was really good for that role mm-hmm. um you know and he was very believable as an android <laughs> and as a scary android and really he's kind of like um, uh, you know, the 1960s version of of Terminator, isn't he? A really scary looking, you know, badass,
0: you know, android, right? That would be an interesting casting, you know. If if you made Terminator in 1966, yeah, uh, that's not. You're that's a good that's a good call right there. Yeah, it, it'd be tough to find
1: somebody more intimidating at that time, I think, than than Ted Cassidy, <laughs> uh, with you know, especially the face. You know, he's a, as big as he is. Fine. He's big. But boy, that's just a mean face, even if he wasn't big.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. That's just
1: a mean, scary, creepy face. Yeah. It's a big, it's, <laughs> and then it's, he's got the voice. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many great things that he has, you know, biologically that work, you know, for for roles like this for him. Mm-hmm. And apparently he was um, he was a great guy to work with. And, you know, I think that he continued to help on throughout the throughout the series you know here and there so he he was part of the star trek family for a while so oh he uh, was
0: like he appears in other episodes
1: no no i don't mean that way i, I but i mean i think he like helped out i don't you know off the off, you know uh not in front of the camera
0: behind the know? scenes he got to do stuff yeah. well that's I interesting
1: think so. i think i read stuff like that so okay. um but now here's the here's the here's more of, of the meat. I want to talk about this Robert Block person. So you did not remember the name Robert Block as the writer of Psycho, but the writer of Psycho, do you know stuff about that, whether or not you knew the name? Does that mean anything to you? The
0: name, all right. When you said that, the name was definitely familiar. Now, he wrote the screenplay or he wrote the novel that it was based on? Uh, he at
1: least wrote the novel. I okay. don't know. He may have also written the screenplay. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, so, wrote the novel. so okay. at the point so when the cycle uh, the movie uh, the movie came out like 62 or something 61 60 60 60 okay so if this episode appears in 1966 um, they probably the way I, I remember reading about this is when when Roddenberry gets the green light um, he um, he what he the first thing he needs to do because he has to get these episodes written as fast as he can he kind of like Petitions. I don't know how you would do it back then without the internet, but you know, basically, if you were doing it today, you'd go on Twitter and Facebook and you'd like blast it out, like, "Hey, I need, you know, all you science fiction guys, you know, get a hold of me right away. I've got this project, you know, get, get, you know, Craigslist, whatever it is you think would work." Sure. Um. So he knows he, you know, he, you know, Roddenberry has some connections and he works them all and he gets this, you know platoon of guys to start filing in when he gets a hold of Robert Block I believe he's the guy that he had him sit down like a special screening of the of the second pilot to make sure that he understood what Star Trek was supposed to be about and what and how the NBC execs were really excited for the show and you know to try to understand the characters and, and all of that stuff and he wanted Robert Block to really be impressed with the show and be in love with it and come up with, with some with some great material So and that kind of worked. So Block is on board, um, you know, and because of of the success of Psycho, um, you know, to be able to say, well, you know, Mr. NBC exec, uh, one of our uh, episodes is actually being written by Robert Block.
0: Oh, really? You've got
1: Block in? yeah 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 we've got him we've got this guy we've got that guy oh sure. okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know he he's really he's excited for the name power and he's also excited for what this guy's gonna bring to the table in terms of the quality of his work okay that these scripts are going to be you know really powerful really thoughtful, really original all of this stuff so he was very excited to bring him on to the team um and like I'm saying he and he he brought instant credibility to Star Trek and the idea of the stories that they would tell um so He was really excited about uh, all of that. Block was excited about it. However, once they started working together, it turned out that Block was a bit of a challenge because his idea for this story was not completely original. And there were multiple issues with the script that Bob Justman and John D. F. Black flagged. And those were the guys. They were like the direct lieutenants under Roddenberry. And they constantly went, went back and forth, you know, with with all of the problems that they thought that the script had. They thought that the characters were way too stilted. There were concerns over the interplay or the dialogue between the characters. They, um, oh, this was another thing that Robert Block wrote originally was that the Enterprise was being hired to go and find Doctor Corby by like some private, you know, uh, you know, party or something, and so they couldn't huh. they they couldn't see the Enterprise actually being hired yeah. to go find somebody. Yeah, that that so, does
0: not seem like that's what they would do. That doesn't seem, yeah, that doesn't fit.
1: Right. So, you know, there's all of these problems, and Roddenberry doesn't want there to be problems, and if there are problems, you know, he's hoping that they can figure it out without going back to Robert Block and, like, Potentially offending this guy, ruining the relationship in some way, you know, having this—he wants this thing to be nice and clean and easy. And this guy, you know, bringing the credibility and you know, just you know, wants it to all be wonderful. So, but now now there's just too many issues. So they all—all all these issues lead to Roddenberry reluctantly asking Block to do some rewrites before he finally was comfortable, you know, pushing the script up to NBC. Um, and so you know, he got some. He didn't get everything, um, and he still felt like the, crypt, that the, that the script was subpar. Um, but he had to send it up. He was kind of hoping that you know, the name Block would be enough to have them approve the script and overlook what he felt were the obvious we- weaknesses and holes. Okay. But that wasn't back. That wasn't the case. They still pushed it back and pointed out some other issues. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, his script also seemed cobbled together from other work he had done. Oh, no as, ki- Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. As well as almost identical to a completely different production what? from years and years earlier. Yeah.
0: Robert Block yeah. phoning it in.
1: Uh, right. And in fact, this was flagged. If you recall, we uh, talked uh, in one of the last uh, podcasts that we did about um, DeForest Kellum Research. Do you remember those guys? Yeah,
0: actually, that does actually, sound was that guy. It was a guy. It was OK. It was a guy. <laughs> It was a guy, yes, yes. DeForest Kellum. I, that, a, that's hilarious. Yes, as isn't it? And so,
1: do you? So, like, for for the listeners that are just joining us, what do you remember about DeForest
0: Kellum research? The, not much at all.
1: Oh, Okay, DeForest. So, DeForest Kellum research is not related to DeForest Kelly. <laughs>
0: no, I know that.
1: Right, 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 right. It's just so weird, but. Um, the Forest Kellum Research was uh, was a company that started with Roddenberry, uh, you know, going to, to to this guy saying, "Hey, listen, can you look this stuff up?" You know, uh, basically a fact checker. Uh-huh. You know, um, and it must have been a lot harder to check facts back then without the internet, I would suppose. Right? Uh, you
0: know, the, you got to use the encyclopedias and you got to f- call people. You know, I, I think more work. than that,
1: Danny. I think you got to like maybe like dig up old films. Yeah, that's probably true. Right so like you know you've got to so you have to already have a bank of knowledge that is amazing this rolodex of information in your in your brain that maybe has like you know all of the like uh, silent movies of the early 1900s and things like that you have to already know stuff so you can go oh wait a minute that reminds me it's like this let mm-hmm. me go double check
0: yeah. i know where
1: i can get a copy of that film you know um so this this was a lot of work. And because of the work he was doing with Roddenberry, it turns he turns it into a an actual business that you know went on for years and decades might still be around today. I'm not 100 percent sure of that he's not around. I'm pretty sure of that um, anymore. Um, but nonetheless, DeForest Kellum Research is a thing. And he so. Th- so the um, the. I don't know if you would call it plagiarism or potential plagiarism of somebody's other uh, work was caught by DeForest Kellum research and it was flagged as being potentially litigious. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Uh they wound up changing the ending specifically as a lawsuit avoider and brought in the twist at the end of turning Dr. Roger Corby into the android. Ha. And then, you know, then, you know, the back, they have to decide back and forth, you know, is he going to kill himself or or not? And so that's that all of that stuff, you know, makes it kind of a mess. And um, so, yeah, a ton of work and consternation to get this script in. From original script to air, only a few months actually passed, which really points to, again, how desperate Roddenberry and company were to get stories completed because of the incredibly short amount of time they had to get the shows ready for air. So that. Um, that to me, I found all that stuff fascinating, you know, that they That's had a good different story. endings. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good story. And, um, you know, if you, if you really delve deeply into this, you can find exactly which, which uh, work it was that this, uh, you know, basically, you know, copied this story or the original storyline that he had uh, copied. I think it goes back to like the thirties. It could even be like a flash Gordon kind of thing or something like that. I don't remember. Okay. But, but but it is out there you know somewhere, um. So I guess I would say that you know um, Block goes into Star Trek as a superstar and he comes out a bit uh, a, a bit banged up in the process. His reputation
0: probably does. You know, I, I would say so. I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So I don't I don't um you know definitely don't want to end a podcast on on a negative note because that's definitely not great stuff to hear about. I still I. For my money, I think that this is one of the... It is sort of one of the iconic episodes to me. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that make it stand out that I, as soon as I see this one, I go, oh, yeah, that's right. So, you know, there's the the crazy outfits. The outfits. Um, there's there's Ted Cassidy. There's Lurch. Yes. Bill Ruck. Ruck. Um, sure. There's the how you make an Android. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, so I think it's those I think it's those three those three things that go, Oh yeah, I remember this one. Um and there are some good lines in there, you know, Dr. Corby was never here, you know, androids don't eat, you know. <laughs> right? yep,
0: that's true. Um,
1: you know, so I you know, I, I don't know what which of those uh cool lines were inserted by Roddenberry and Company or you know, if they were originally in there by Block or not, but nonetheless sure. they are in there, so I like that. Mm-hmm. Um also interesting to note, I forgot about this. I believe that this is Majel Barrett's return to Star Trek. He found a way to get her back in after they had kicked her out after the um after the first pilot when they
0: said when she was number 1 on the bridge. Oh, no kidding. Okay, well shoot. Well they they sure did give her a, you know, a, a good one. I mean, she's all they, over the place in this one.
1: Right, right, right. And one of the problems I think that they had with her in the first pilot was you know there were a lot of problems but one of the issues i think that also came out is i didn't think that she was a very good a terribly good actress really? and so now this is a chance for her not only to get you know back into the show now that it's been greenlit but as you say you know in some in some ways you could make a case it wouldn't be the best case but you could make an argument that she is the star of the show Right of this episode, right. yeah, yeah, of this episode.
0: I mean, I would say it's it's to me it's pretty clearly that yeah, it's Kirk, but she would be number two if I'm sure she would be my well, yeah, absolutely. Well, but she's remember she was Oh, well, that's one. right. She's not number two, All right. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I like how we both over the same joke. That's great. Right. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Um, so, well, anyway, obviously she has a huge role in this. Yes. So, yeah. you know, um, I'm not sure people were. Um, This was her chance to blow people away with her uh, amazing acting skills. Um, how do you think she did? Uh,
0: I would say fair.
1: That, that's probably generous on, on
0: my, you know, compared to what okay. I think. I, you know, I try to be nice. Yeah. 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 Nothing so, great, man. Nothing great whatsoever.
1: Okay. But Ruck was great. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: Andrea was great.
0: Well, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. right, Listen. Right. Right. And? uh Uh-huh. What else? What else you got? And Dr. Corby was great. I thought he was a great actor. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine.
1: I I thought he was really good. I thought, you know, he was really believable. He seemed passionate about the cause, you know, to, you know, to (laughs) basically, you know, create androids out of humans, you know. Uh, So that's where he's coming from. And he seemed really passionate about it. It was really believable. I, I,
0: I liked him a lot. All right.
1: So those are the things that I
0: think. So you made, you, know, you, made a, you made a nice case on this episode. but I'm I'll, trying to I'll,
1: throw both sides here. I'm I, trying to go both sides. All right.
0: All right. I, I, I think I know why you're making this strong case, because I think you already know where I'm going on this. I don't know where you're going well, on this, but
1: I, I will tell you that I'm afraid where you're going yeah, on this. I'll, <laughs> I'll say
0: I, I'm not going anywhere good on this one, okay? Oh, no. <laughs> this this, oh, this yeah. is probably my least favorite episode that I've seen oh. so far. Like, like, yeah, I've had to, I'm positive it is. As I was looking at it today again, no, it's don't. Why did you look at it again?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I had known you were going to do that, I would have said stop. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I put it on, and then I didn't even pay that much attention to it. It it, it just stayed on in the background. I was like, oh yeah, that's right, this is going on.
1: This is one of those episodes yeah. that I feel like you know, you watch it one time, you're like, eh, you know. But True. Uh, you watch it a couple more times, you go wait. Oh, come on! I
0: this is this is officially the third time that I watched it. The this would be you know if you could consider that I had watched it tonight because I I kind of did. Okay. it was just on in the background. Um, it, it's it's kind of boring. It's it's a mm-hmm. boring episode, is what it is. You miss all of the crew. That they're not yep. there, you feel their absence, and yeah. when you get that scene in the middle of the episode in which fake Kirk goes back to the to the Enterprise, and you get a little bit of Spock, it's like it's like oh, a he, breath of
1: fresh air, right? It
0: is, it is. There's yeah, a yeah. a certain amount of claustrophobia that you feel being stuck in that cave the entire time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you do feel like you're you're under the earth. I agree. Yeah, it, it, right.
0: Yes, and it almost felt like like uh like a play. You know, because we only yeah. have we got f- five characters and we have two basic locations. You know, we got like two rooms or so that we're going between. It was just kind of dull. It wasn't that interesting. There are, as always, a number of hilarious things that happen, and there is, as always, a number of good lines that happen. Like that's kind of standard from what I've seen. I'm always yeah. seeing something that's that uh, that image wise is striking. I am always seeing something that's h- hilarious in 2017 that probably wasn't meant to be hilarious in 1966, and there's always you know some some good lines throughout. But yeah, this one was was not particularly good, not particularly good, Joe. This was um, uh, it it's not going to get negative points as we discussed earlier. It wasn't it wasn't that bad, but um, <laughs> yeah, by far my least favorite. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, didn't care for this one, man.
1: Well, okay. With all of that said, the yeah. goal is uh, is to for you to try to reach a hundred thousand. Well, yeah. I don't know that it's to try to reach. It's if you do reach a yeah. hundred thousand points, yeah. then it means that
0: you're a fan. Yeah, that's right.
1: Right, that's what it means. So yeah. I don't know if we're if we're trying. I'd like you to be there, right? But really, it's just to see what actually happens. So it's a great experiment. Yes, and we know that coming in that you have 145 points after
0: six episodes. Right, after six episodes 145 points. So Try now- to get to 100,000. Yeah, all right. So after this one, uh we're going to give this one a very generous 5 points. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's see if I can count it out. That's going to be a, a point a point for um Ruck's dress that he wears. Yeah, there's a point for that. There is a point for uh, Andrea. Andrea, you know, to <laughs> just be an Andrea. Let's see. There is a point for uh, Kirk holding a, a giant pink penis for part of this episode.
1: How about Andrea,
0: shouldn't she get another point because
1: of that name? Andrea the Android. Come on now. That was that was pretty good writing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's terrible writing, actually. Yeah, I all right. Now it's four points, now that you brought uh, that up. No, uh, i just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, right. The spinning wheel with the, uh, with the dummy Android that turns into a person. This is how you make an Android? All right. There's a point for that. You get a point for that. And um, I don't know. What's my last point for? I don't even have one. Oh, half-breed you know interference. For what? Half-breed? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? There's a point for half-breed interference. That's right. That needs okay. to stop all that half-breed yeah. interference, I by the so. way. I think so. <laughs> all right, Joe. So what is the next episode that we're going to be getting into? It's called Miri, M-I-R-I. Miri, okay. And, yep. and all yep. right. Now, are you excited about Miri? You, I, I, I ask you that. You're always excited. You're always like, yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm definitely
1: not the best person to ask.
0: Right, you're right. I, I, I'm not even going to ask you. Forget it. I just, all right, you, it's you really Miri. You shouldn't. All right, that's fine. All right, fine, fine, fine.
1: Right. I feel like it is one of the uh one of the more iconic episodes, I'll tell you that.
0: Okay, now let me let me ask you about this real quick. Do yeah. you do you feel like this you you clearly seem to feel like this one is, is this is a lesser episode that we just saw. Oh yeah,
1: no question. All this right. is, you know if if most okay. of the episodes were like this or if this was the hot let me put it this way, if this was the high watermark yeah. of the show, yeah. then we wouldn't be doing this.
0: All right, well see now that makes me feel a lot better. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. 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 Listen. Because I will say I will say this for Star Trek, for really for any TV show, no matter how good your TV show is, there's always going to be some episodes that are not that good. So I don't right. really hold it right. too too hard against uh, the series as a whole. Good, so. good.
1: I mean, you know, it's going to continue to be that way, right? Yes. But the great ones are going to be like, wow, that was really good, in my opinion, or at least that's what it, what it is for me. You know, so the ones that, you know, kind of like jump off the chart, it's like, yeah. wow, they I, really jump off the chart.
0: Have we had one that really jumped off the chart yet? Well, I think we we really – well, I really love uh-huh.
1: the the second pilot. Okay. Uh, where No Man Has Gone Before, and I think we both really loved or really liked uh, Charlie X.
0: Yep, I did. I did like that. You're right.
1: Why? Right. You also enjoyed The Naked Time more than I did. Okay. Um. So um, those are those are three of the three of the ones that are probably among the better ones, but they're not. There's some really really great ones coming out. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. yeah, good, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: definitely, right, definitely, definitely. once I get to a really good one, like if something really great happens, the points will just flow. They'll just. I hope flow. so. We got right. a long way
1: to go, so you know yeah. I'm hoping that we can make up some more ground here. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, so. Give the fans some hope.
0: Yeah, since so we're at one fifty. It's not it's not, not not great so far. All no. right. So Joe, take us out of here. Say goodnight to everybody for us.
1: Fans, you've got the con. <laughs>